and Beauty Podcast starts right now. Welcome back to another edition of the Asman and Budic Show. I'm Jake Asman. He's Dan Budic. Big show in store. Newsday's David Lennon will join us on the program. Dave was out in Yankees camp down in Tampa and Florida earlier today. He also covers the Mets for the paper as well. So we'll really focus on the Mets with Dave. Big news surrounding the Mets is, hey, expectations as high as they've been in a long time. Dan, as a big Mets fan, I know you can't wait. You're excited. You're ready to go for the 2016 season. Yeah, I mean, expectations are sky high, and I think the team knows that. They've alluded to it so far at camp, and you know that's what happens when you go to the World Series and you come a few games away from winning it. Expectations are going to be high. They made a lot of good moves in the offseason to get better, part of which is bringing back Yoannis Cespedes. We've seen a lot of him and all his cars this week in Port St. Lucie. But expectations are sky high for the Mets this year to get back to the playoffs and hopefully get to the World Series and win it. And you know, usually around this time, Mets fans are complaining about ownership, complaining about the manager, complaining about the. GM. I don't hear any complaints this year. No complaints. The biggest news around the Mets might honestly be what is Cespedes going to drive every day uh, for each spring training work? Um, obviously, he's going to come in with a Batmobile. He's going to come in with a Back to the Future car, the DeLorean. So oh, maybe, maybe the DeLorean's up next for Yoannis. He's doing some great things. We'll certainly touch on the Mets. We'll also get into the Yankees a little bit with Dave Lennon of Newsday back right after this. Unflippable, unflappable, unleakable. The Gus Buster is the only umbrella that won't flip inside out, rip, tear, or leak. Capable of withstanding winds over 55 miles per hour. All of our umbrellas are constructed of the finest quality materials and backed by a limited lifetime guarantee. What are you waiting for? Visit GusBuster.com and get your GusBuster today. From the East Coast to the West Coast, it's the Asman and Budic Show from Los Angeles, California. The Asman and Budic Show is presented by Wings Over Ithaca and GusBuster Umbrellas. Welcome back to the Asman and Budic Show. We are now joined on the phone line. He covers baseball and Mets Yankees for Newsday, and that's Dave Lennon. Dave, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem, guys. Dave, yesterday, Major League Baseball implemented their new sliding rule starting here in 2016. We heard what Terry Collins had to say about it yesterday. What do the rest of the Mets and the rest of the league have to say about it? Well, I mean, it's something that has kind of been introduced to mixed reviews so far. Um you know, I, I was over with the Yankees today, just talking uh, a little bit to them about it. And you know, and any rule that's introduced to protect players, uh, there's certainly four. Uh, you know, they're just worried about the implementation of it. Uh, you know, will this lead to some confusion uh, as far as you know what's interference, uh, what what plays can be reviewed in that spot? So it's going to need a little feeling out process that these new rules always do. But there's also a side of it that, that, you know, people wonder about how much of this legislation is too much. I mean, people felt the game was fine for a long time, that it kind of policed itself, that, you know, fielders knew to get out of the way of runners. And uh, But, you know, times change, and people understand that players are very high-priced uh, talent these days, and they want to do what they can to, to protect those guys. Dave, you mentioned you were down in Yankees camp down in Tampa at their spring training facility. A-Rod spoke with members of the media today. What's the vibe around A-Rod, and what's the vibe around Yankees camp right now? Yeah, well, I mean, it was an eventful year, to be sure. 
which followed a, a year without Alex Rodriguez because of the suspension, obviously. You know, the Yankees are they've kind of been under the radar to a little bit. I mean, A-Rod got a lot of the attention uh, last year for his return uh, from that suspension. Uh, but right now, it's kind of a little bit of a settling-in phase. I mean, they're waiting to see what's going to happen with the role of Chapman, obviously, uh, with his domestic violence case, or should I say the allegations. You know, they're, they're wondering if a suspension is going to come down from the league on that. So, otherwise, it's fairly quiet. I mean, as I was over there today, and Alex Rodriguez was, you know, probably the only Yankee to get noticeable applause and cheers from uh, the fans that were inside the stadium watching the workout. So, yeah, it's a much different Yankee team than we had been used to during the dynasty years, and they're kind of feeling out a little bit of a transition here as some of the older players eventually start giving way to what they hope is kind of younger talent. Dave, you mentioned Araldis Chapman and the allegations against him. Last week we saw Major League Baseball put Jose Reyes on a leave of absence. When do you expect a decision on a suspension to be announced for Araldis Chapman? Well, in the case of Reyes, which you mentioned, that's a little more cut and dried. I mean, he was charged uh, with the crime. Uh, he's going to have to go to Hawaii on actually the Rockies opening day. They open on the road, but April 4th he's going to be in Hawaii at this point, you know, standing at a hearing uh, to see if he's going to be, what penalty he's going to be facing. And, and after that happens, the league will decide what to do as far as suspension. And because he was charged, uh, we certainly expect there to be a lengthy suspension in the case of Reyes. Now, with Chapman, it's a little more complicated. I mean, there, there were police called uh, to his house for the incident. Um, but because there were conflicting stories and a lot of witnesses uh, didn't cooperate, they weren't able to put a case together and, and charge Chapman. So what the league's most concerned about are some of the details that could be confirmed, namely the fact that he fired a, his own handgun uh, in his garage a number of times. That was disturbing to them. Uh, and any time the police are called to a, a situation, too, is, is something the league and, and the commissioner are very wary about. And we're talking with Dave Lennon of Newsday right here on the Asman Abutic Show. Dave, switching to the Mets, what's the vibe around their spring training camp right now? Well, the biggest storyline, other than, you know, whatever car you want to step is driving to the, the park <laughs> these days, uh, you know, secondary to that is pretty clear. I mean, it's the, the starting rotation. I mean, that's what the Mets team is built on. Uh, that's what led them to so much success uh, and into Game 5 uh, of the World Series last year. Uh, so really, I mean, keeping those healthy, keeping those guys healthy, and wondering uh, if they can duplicate what they did a year ago is really going to be the question. I mean, their front four guys right now, uh, or I should say, uh, three out of the four are coming back or have had Tommy John surgery. Noah Syndergaard being the only exception, and Zach Wheeler, a guy they hope to have in the rotation again, you know, come July, uh, is coming back from Tommy John surgery as well. So this is a rotation that. You know, has you know been through a little bit health-wise. They're repaired now and presumably healthy. But you know, even you look at a guy like Syndergaard, who you know throws you know 100, 101 miles an hour. Um, he's a guy that could you know could be a candidate for that himself at some point. So you know, with the Mets, it's always been about keeping their fingers crossed and, and hoping you know the most fragile commodity in the game and that starts pitching. Uh, can stay together for them this year. Dave, switching over to the captain, David Wright. Mets are hopeful to get 130, 135 games out of David this year. When he's not in there, 
who's primarily going to be playing third base? Could Terry could really mix it around a little bit. I think Wilma Flores uh, is probably going to be, uh, first and foremost, the guy that's going to see a lot of time over there. I mean, Flores has experience at third base. Uh, you know, can give you uh, a right-handed bat there, which, you know, replacing right, also a right-handed hitter, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, that's a position Flores is comfortable with, and he's not the starting shortstop anymore. I mean, that, that job is belongs to Drupal Cabrera. So, uh, between Flores, I think Ruben Tejada is another guy that can see time at third base. Again, a right-handed hitter, though. Um, so, it, it depends. I mean, I think it depends who's going to be pitching that day. I'm not sure you're going to see uh, Cabrera necessarily there. He could see some time there. He's a switch hitter, so he gives them a little flexibility if they wanted to move over and play the hot eight short uh, for a few days. So what Terry has said is that he, he, he doesn't want to, and Sandy to that regard, has said that he doesn't really want to move Neil Walker over there. He wants to leave him anchored uh, at second base. So I think you're basically looking at three players in Tejada, Flores and Cabrera, with probably Flores being the guy that, that could get most of the time there. Dave, besides the starting pitchers, is there one Met that plays in the everyday lineup that you think has to have a great year offensively for this team to go back to the World Series? Uh, well, I mean, this lineup is deeper, you know, than we've seen in quite some time. I mean, I think a, a big guy who's, who's going to make a pretty big impact and has is going to be Lucas Duda. I mean, Duda is a guy that can be very streaky, as we know. Um, but if he has another season, you know, where he can hit close to 30 home runs, 27, 32, whatever it's going to be, that's going to help them a lot. I mean, he's going to—I presume he's going to be their cleanup hitter. So they're going to need him there to protect Cespedes, uh, and that's going to be a big part. I mean, Cespedes is, the, is their new, you know, twenty-seven and a half million dollar ball player. So, you know, they need production out of him, and a big part of that is protection. And, and I think the Mets uh, need Duda to be that force. You know, having talked to Duda so far uh, in spring training, you know, I like what he's done as far as cutting back a little on his workload. He felt that a lot of the streakiness was due to wearing down uh, over the course of a long season. So, you know, he's 30 years old now. He's got about a half dozen years of major league experience, so he has a better fear for who he is. So I think if there's a year to expect something big out of Lucas Duda, I think this could be the one. We're talking with Newsday Baseball columnist Dave Lennon. Dave, a guy the Mets brought in a couple of months ago, originally the platoon in center field with Juan Lagares. And that's Alejandro Deaza. Now with Cespedes back in the mix, does he slide into that Kirk Newenheis left-handed bat off the bench roll? Yeah, I mean, he's actually become a, you know, a great addition for them in, in a role that he's better suited for uh, than being a guy that was going to necessarily platoon, like you mentioned, uh, with Juan Magaris in center field. So, yeah, I mean, we, in these years where the, the Mets have struggled, and they have, as, as we know, before last year, you know, they just didn't have the depth. <laughs> they were really hurt, you know, by a very thin bench. Uh, you know, they had guys that really weren't ready to be everyday, or I should say even part-time contributors at the major league level. So in Diaz, they have a guy who's a good fill-in, uh, and if he's used in a way that he can't be overexposed, you know, as, as a fourth or fifth outfielder, I think that's a good spot to have him in, and I think he can be a, a pretty big benefit to the Mets in that role. Dave, we've seen Kevin Pilecki working out at first base early on in camp. Is that something we could see in the regular season? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the plan. I mean, they want to give Pilecki a little time at first base, uh, you know, just because they don't want him sitting on the bench all that time. As a guy that they project to be a decent offensive player, he just hasn't had a ton of playing time to be able to develop into that. So, 
I think that's what the Mets are going to try to do. I think with Darno, there's been some talk about him also seeing some time at first base, but you know, Darno's value is as a catcher. He's such a good offensive player uh, that when you can get that from behind the plate, that's pretty big. So I, I think only in, in the most extreme cases would you see Darno in another position right now. But Kowalecki, it's a definite possibility. I mean, he's played first base before, you know, not with the Mets, uh, but a few times in minor leagues, uh, also in college. So I think he's a guy that can probably uh, maybe pick up that position fairly quickly. And again, that would help give them a little more flexibility at first base as well. Dave, we really appreciate you coming on and giving us a few minutes of your time to talk about the Mets and Yankees. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate it. Uh, No problem, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Asmund and Budic podcast. Make sure you go on to iTunes and subscribe to the show.